You want to tease or you want me to tease? Doesn't matter. So here's the deal. We would really like if like if you would sub- like like if you would like. Take two. Mm. No, it's not going to help. Take three. Yeah. Listen, no matter where you are, you'll find us on your favorite podcasting places. Commonly referred to, you know, by those in the know as Jaguars. <laughs> like, subscribe, and or follow, and have your friends do the same, please. Jaguars. Mm. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Back in 2017, Joshua Spreestersbach was waiting in a long line for Say that food. again. Long Joshua. line. For, oh, Spreestersbach. Of course. I don't want to have to spell it. There's way too many consonants. I, in it. Sure. Of the Spreestersbach clan. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Hampton Spreestersbachs. Um, in any case, he was in a long Liver line. <laughs> box. From yeah. now on, all the posh people come from Liverpool. That would be hilarious. Because um, the posh people come from south of Liverpool. Never mind. In any case, long line for toffee noses. Long line for food outside a Honolulu shell. Toffee what? noses? What the hell is a toffee nose? Oh, uh, I should have Patrick explain that to you, but it, it's new, no. uh, but it's, uh, it's, you bring up firebirds and Jaguars. No, it's kind of their version of candy. Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> toffee noses, the rich that never have Got to cry. The posh, the Edinians cake for eaters. those who live in Minneapolis. Yeah. So cake eaters. Yeah. The cake eaters. The hoity and or the toity. All three. Anyway, this guy is waiting in a long line for food outside a Honolulu shelter. He was tired. He laid down, fell asleep on the sidewalk, which is when the trouble started. Well, an officer noticed him and identified him as Thomas Castleberry. Remember, this is Joshua. Of the Liverpudlian Castleberry? (laughs) Yes. This guy had a warrant out for a probation violation. And somehow Joshua's name was linked to Mr. Castleberry's as an alias. Mr. Spreestersbach swore to his innocence and said he never claimed to be Mr. Castleberry or had even met him. He produced identification there in court to anyone who would listen. Instead, he was sent to Hawaii State Hospital. The more he protested his innocence, because he wasn't Mr. Castleberry, the more he was declared delusional and psychotic by the HSH staff and doctors and heavily medicated. Oh, hey, see, there's an upside. Joshua has been freed recently due to a technicality. That he wasn't the guy? Exactly. The story's proof that if you use electric, the Google machine, make a few phone calls, check fingerprints, you'll discover that Joshua Spreestersbach is in fact not Thomas Castleberry and was in fact on another island when Mr. Castleberry was initially arrested. Ah, a proud day for law enforcement. <laughs> no, actually, I don't mind the law enforcement. Really nice day, though, for the justice system. Oh, boy. Didn't Maybe it? they don't have computers in it. So what about them docs, them experts saying, no, you're just delusional. You think you're not this guy. Sounds like a really like a lifetime movie, doesn't it? It was actually a nurse who finally said, OK, this is there's something fishy about this and she started See, doing some work if we make joshua into jane it would be a lifetime movie <laughs> we'd have to change castleberry to a chick too but it'll work yeah that's okay 
So you remember the guy that's got his jollies calling libraries to get, to get the librarian to read out the old court cases? Yep. <sighs> He's not alone in being a little bit off the beaten path. You think? <laughs> See what I did there? The beaten path? Yeah. I... Um, no, you didn't. Okay, now you do. Go lay by your dish. Richard Cove from Worthing, where if you're from Worthing, you're a Worthington. Worthingite. No, Worthington. Ite. Which I think is in Minnesota, right? Worthingtonite. Well, that's, yes. you know, Worthingtonite is near Taconite. You're welcome. Why are you talking? Because <clears throat> you're not. I was. <laughs> Richard Cove, a Worthingtonite. Worthing, a Worthington. Now look what you did. Anyway, Worthing is on England's southern coast. He's been charged with a peculiar and strangely impressive crime. Being a toffee nose? Over two years, the 45-year-old made... This gets the NHS back, by the way. The 45-year-old made more than 1,200 calls to a National Health Service hotline. 1,200 calls over two years. Cove apparently really likes to hear women talking about their feet. Oh, for Pete's sake, we're back to the feet people. To get his kicks, he developed a convoluted method of impersonating an elderly woman to get the phone staff to talk about their own feet. The cops tried to track Cove down. However, he used false personal details. One would certainly well, use. yeah, when yeah. You're... <laughs> Duh. false personal details, false telephone numbers, false ailments. The Sussex police said it made him a little tough to track. <laughs> Eventually, though, persistence paid off, and at his court appearance, he pled guilty to one count of making malicious communications. One count? He had 1,200 calls? And... Okay. Maybe that's the only one they could prove. Okay. His final sentencing coming up in September. Uh, according to UK law, a malicious communications offense could land Cove in jail for up to 12 months. According to police... I know. It seems awful strict, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Wait for it, though. According to Does police, he have phone privileges in jail? One would hope not. Cove began making, of course, it is England. He probably does. Mm -hmm. Cove began making his nuisance calls in April of 2019. He would call the NHS 111 number. Think of it like 911, except not for emergencies. Oh, okay. Right? It's for non-urgent yeah. medical okay. situations. Okay. That's actually a cool idea. Yeah. So when making his calls, Cove would use a false name, used a fake address from a small pool of addresses he had prepared, and uses some kind of method. 10 Downing Street. <laughs> and, and most people would believe that. <laughs> he also used some kind of method to change it. <laughs> I'm at uh, 221B. <laughs> I'm Jane Watson. Uh, he also used some kind of methods where he could change his voice. According to the police... The caller has affected his voice to sound like an elderly woman and talking about her own height and feet and then going on to ask the NHS 111 call taker, we just say the operator, about their feet. The cops became aware of COVID's antics pretty much as soon as they started because people still still lived at the fake addresses he provided. <laughs> weren't him. Sherlock Holmes was noticeably upset. In April of 2019, NHS 111 <laughs> received a complaint from a member of the public who reported that he received he, he kept receiving calls from clinicians from the NHS despite never having contacted the NHS. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's Asking when him, how are your feet, sir? 
That's what the investigation started. And it would last for two freaking years as Cove continued making his harassing calls. And the calls didn't come just at the cost of the NHS 111 responders. Uh, His weird fetish also racked up quite a bill in cold, hard cash. I mean, now think of it. Responders had to check this out. Okay, yeah. Imagine that. Hello, ma'am, your feet? Sounded much older on the phone, didn't she? Yeah. According to police, quote, many of Cove's calls resulted in return calls from clinicians and in some cases, ambulances being dispatched. In total, Cove ended up calling NHS 111 1,263 times between April of 2019 and April of 2021. See, the Brits are nice and tidy. They make it a nice even two years. Yeah, I like that. So the responses of those calls cost about 30,000 pounds. Oof. Oof. He made one fatal mistake. He actually used his own house phone to make the calls. Fake name, fake phone numbers, fake addresses, own house phone. Has he watched no television that talks about burner phones? I see the flaw. You know, it's the 21st century, man. I saw Danny Reagan get all upset because they used burner phones and couldn't trace it. You're using a hard line from your house. What? <laughs> An idiot. Okay, finally. Do they have right. classes to be a you know idiot or does that stupid? No, no, no. I think you just you know can just do it. I think anybody's allowed. Okay, and try it. Pretty much anybody does. Yeah, pretty much. You've seen pictures of the Loch Ness monster, right? Nessie. Yep, yep, yep. Imagine how you might feel if you looked up old Nessie's picture and it had been replaced with something different. Like Bigfoot? Well, let's just say, not so much. Let's just say you're searching Google Maps for Loch Ness. Okay. The map pops up and you choose to see the street view. Yeah. The view that appears is neither street nor Nessie, but a stark raving naked man's selfie. Well, there's a guy that's been hacking Google Maps and adding his picture. Pretty sure that's not at all what we were looking for. One person wrote, spotted the monster. While another said, that's no man, that's Nessie. It got hilariouser from there. Apparently, the subject of the selfie has, forgive me, please, inserted his picture in a number of different places on Google Maps. Is there no shame? No. I always thought the monster would be bigger, you know what I mean? And a greener, frankly. More Herman Munstery. <laughs> this is true, really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network. <laughs>